This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. got a good start on it, don't we? Thank Brother Bruce. Praise God. Thank you, brother. Man, that was a good offering. I'm going to start, I told Cindy, you were on a roll. We should probably just let you preach. You're on it. I appreciate Brother Bruce so much. Don't you appreciate him? All he does for us. Hallelujah. Well, happy Mother's Day again to all the moms. Hallelujah. You feeling good out there? Well, all right. Me too. Well, we're going to talk about empowered to reveal the kingdom of God today. Amen. In Luke chapter 4, and we're not going to read all the scriptures I had put up there, but we are going to read a portion of it. Because I want to talk about how the Holy Spirit empowers the church to take her place. You know, we have a responsibility It's not only to enjoy the privileges of being a part of the body of Christ, but also it is to reveal that hidden kingdom uh, to the kingdom of this world. You know, the Bible says that the whole world lies in darkness, that the the God of this world, the spirit of darkness, has blinded the minds of men and women. And the Holy Spirit is to empower us individually and corporately to break through that obscurity of that darkness, and reveal the kingdom of light. Amen? That's what it's about. So the Holy Spirit has come to do that for us. In Luke chapter 4, as in all things, Jesus is our example. Amen? And it's so in this as well. It's very interesting, and probably you all know this, that Jesus never worked a miracle until the Holy Spirit came on him. Even though he was a son, of the, the son of God, even though he was perfect, even though he was sinless, he worked no miracles until the Holy Spirit came upon him. And we see right after that, once the Holy Spirit came upon him, we're going to pick it up in Luke chapter 4 and verse 14. He had gone into the wilderness. You know the story there. He was tempted of the devil. He overcame him. And it says he came back. Verse 14, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. In the power of the Spirit. That's what we're talking about. God wants to empower us with the Holy Spirit. It's not enough just to say we're disciples. That's important. But we are disciples who are empowered by the same Spirit. And without that power, we're as helpless as Jesus was before he received it. If Jesus, who was perfect, could not work any miracles, could not reveal the kingdom of God until the Holy Spirit came on him, what chance do you and I have? And so we need to understand that. And so we want to talk about the the Holy Spirit's empowerment. It's for a purpose. It's for a plan. And it's for demonstration. He says, He returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. News about Him spread through the whole countryside. 
He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth where he'd been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went to the synagogue, and as was his custom, he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, and unrolling it, now notice this, he found the place. He didn't do Bible Ouija. Oh, okay. Zephaniah, here we are. No, it says he found the place. In other words, he must have known the place to find the place. So he had obviously been looking in the book of Isaiah many, many times. And in that place, he had found his purpose. Notice what he says. He said he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because, here's the purpose, He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. The Spirit of God is on you and I to proclaim the good news. If you want to see God move, you've got to begin to open your mouth and proclaim the good news to people around you. I found this out. God doesn't move until we move. There's just something about it. Until somebody prays, until somebody says something, until somebody acts, until somebody speaks the Word of God, the Holy Spirit doesn't do anything. You see the precedent over there in Genesis chapter 1, don't we? It says there was darkness over the face of the, of the, of the, of the whole earth, and the Holy Spirit was there. It says He hovered, but it doesn't say He was doing anything. He was present. He was ready. He was poised. He was powerful. But he hadn't done anything until what? God said. So he said he found the place. He said he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So he empowers our purpose. Jesus found the place. Now, let me ask you, have you found your place in the Scriptures? Do you know who you are in Christ? Do you know who you are as a son and daughter of God? Do you really know who you are? Is it bedrock deep inside you? Is it foundational in you? Are you still hoping? I'm a praying and a hoping that I'm a child of God. Well, it's not going to work too good for you. You've got to have a no-so. It says Jesus found the place. He found the place. Well, let's look over in Colossians 1, and let's see if we can find our place. Colossians chapter 1, Paul is writing to the church at Colossae, but also it applies to us. You know, isn't it amazing? You know, I think about what the, the church in the early days did, and many of them had one letter from Paul. What Colossae was four, five, six chapters, four chapters. So they had four chapters of Scripture. Perhaps they had the Old Testament, but they had four. But most of these, you know, they were pagans. They didn't. Have, they didn't have a Jewish background. And think about what they were able to do with four chapters of Scripture. They found their purpose. We've got a whole New Testament and the Old Testament. How much more should we find our purpose? Look here in Colossians 1. We'll pick it up at about verse 10. Paul's praying here. He says, uh, he says, we're praying for you so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way. 
That's part of our purpose, to live a life that's worthy of the Lord. That's the reason the Holy Spirit comes to empower us, first of all, so that what? We can find our position, our place as children of God. And what is that? As I live out my purpose as a child of light, I reveal Jesus, I reveal the plan and purpose of God to all those around me. You know, see, some people see things better than they hear things. You know, they, they say people learn in different ways. Some people are better at, at seeing, you know. Some people are better at getting their hands on it. Some people are better at just, you know, being able to hear instruction. But, you know, all of those together. And, and God knows that's true about the world. The Bible says we're to let our light so shine. Amen. You know, when you can see the stars the most, don't you? They're most brilliant at night, aren't they? And if you get out where it's, there's no ambient light, if you've ever been out in the desert, you go out in the southwest in the desert somewhere. I remember when we were up in the desert climbing Bolivia. We are up like 12,000, 13,000 feet. Man, I'm telling you, boy, you t- all you could see was a canopy of stars. I mean, they were brilliant. But, you know, it was against a backdrop of darkness. And we're in the world, but we're not of the world. So he says we're to, the Holy Spirit empowers us to live in God's kingdom of light. He said so we live a life worthy of the Lord, pleasing Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work. God wants us to be fruit bearers. Are we bearing fruit in every good work? Are we, are we showing forth the good works of Jesus? Jesus found the place. We're trying to find our place here. He said, bearing fruit in every good work, being strengthened with all power. Well, let me back up. Growing in the knowledge of God and being strengthened with all power according to His glorious might. God wants His glorious might to be working in us. Amen. I'll read you something over here out of Romans. I want to read it out of the Living Translation. Let me get over here real quickly, scroll down to it. Romans chapter 8 is where I'm going to be reading. Listen to this. He says, in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. Empower us in our weakness. I'm telling you, I'm learning that, that scripture real good right now. You know, sometimes we read scriptures and we, we think we know it. But then we live it. It's a whole nother ball game, isn't it? It's all good. But notice he says, the Holy Spirit takes hold of our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. Listen, none of us are strong in ourselves, but the Holy Spirit's come to empower us. And unless we allow that to happen, unless we realize our purpose and our place, then the empowerment of the Holy Spirit gets short-circuited. We're trying to do it in our own strength. We're trying to do it in our own ability. You know, with God, it's trust, not try. Now notice he says, giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you. Who's qualified you for the inheritance? The Father. Hallelujah. For He has rescued us 
from the dominion of darkness. Man, we're finding our purpose. Dominion of darkness. I'm not under the dominion of darkness. Darkness doesn't tell me what to do. Darkness doesn't rule my life. Darkness doesn't tell me it's going to be this way or that way. You know, I found out if you, as, you, as we go through life, as you face tests and trials, anybody ever gone through one? Anybody might be going through one right now. You know, your mind and the devil want to tell you a different story. See, we got God's story here. But your, the mind and the devil want to tell you a different story. But let me just tell you this. Once you've got the light of the Scriptures, that's all the explanation you need. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. The devil will just trip you up when you get over there trying to figure out, okay, God, now you show, you know, he's already shown you. It's right here. The, the darkness has no dominion over me. It might attack me, but it don't have dominion over me. God has a final say. There's always going to be covenant and contradiction. As long as we're in this world, there's the covenant, what God says, and there's contradiction, what the world, the devil, wants to say. But see, the covenant settles it. God's Word settles it. He says we're rescued from the dominion of darkness. He's brought us into the kingdom of the Son He loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So He's called us to live a life of freedom, and He's called us to live in God's kingdom of light. Don't get caught living in the darkness. Amen? You know, if I go home and it's late at night, you know, and the house might be dark, I know just what to do. It's not difficult. It's not hard. A toddler can do it. Amen. I can do it from my phone. I turn the light on. When difficulties and challenges come, don't just sit in the darkness feeling sorry for yourself. Turn the light on. It's not that hard. Flip the switch. The Holy Spirit empowers us in our weakness, in our frailty. He said, for example, sometimes we don't even know how to pray. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us. Oh, I like this. Now listen to this. I love what it brings out here. I ain't even going to begin to pronounce this Greek word. And if I spelt it to you, it's about 14 letters long. So you just have to trust your pastor. I'm not smart enough to make this up. But it says the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede. So this, this Greek word, compound word, he says it's best translated super or hyper intercede for us. Woo We're talking about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. One of the things he's doing, what is he's super interceding for us. Right now, the Holy Spirit is super interceding for you and for your situation and for your difficulty, for your frailty, whatever it is that you're going through. He's super interceding. Boy, I'd have been happy with interceding, Bruce. Man, he's super interceding. Woo. Mm. 
God, the searcher of hearts. Boy, do I like that. Knows fully our longings. But he also understands the desire of the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us. We're talking about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to reveal the kingdom of God. And it starts in us, finding our purpose, finding out who we are in Christ. I'm an overcomer. I'm a child of light. Amen. I'm a revealer of Christ, the light bearer. Hallelujah. Secondly, you were empowered for a plan. God has a plan. Now, he's got a big plan. Let's talk about that first. And that's found in Romans 1.16. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. And so the plan of God is what? That we take the message of the gospel to the nations. Just like Brother Bruce was sharing in the offering. God's big plan for us corporately as a part of the body of Christ is to take the plan of salvation to the nations. And you know, that starts just outside our door every day. Because we're living in a nation of nations, if you think about it. There's probably no, no nation on earth, probably not, or not very few I can think of, that has more nations of nations within it than the United States. And so God has called us and empowered us to take the message of the gospel. So take it wherever we go. But God's also got a plan for us individually. He has a plan for us. And part of that plan is that we overcome every work of darkness. Every work of darkness. Whatever you may be facing today. Well, I'm facing some challenges. But you know what? God's bigger. I said God's bigger. The Holy Spirit's bigger. Greater is He that's in me. Greater is He that's in you. Greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. And God has a plan for Passion Church. And we're going to see it fulfilled. We're going to see God's divine destiny fulfilled in us as a people. I don't care how many turns, setbacks, dead ends. I'm going to tell you what. The Holy Spirit's bigger. His power is greater. He's going to see us through. He's going to put us over. He's putting you over. Amen. We're going to reveal Jesus as Lord, as Savior, as Healer, as Mighty One. Amen. Hallelujah. I still remember one of my old professors. Holy cow, Brother Bruce. I can't believe it's been 40 years since I graduated Rama. Almost 50 years since I graduated college. I ain't going to high school. Some of y'all laughing. Y'all, y'all go back further than that. <laughs> I see you, Miss Bunny. <laughs> hey, you know what? We might not be a spring chicken anymore, but we're still kicking, aren't we? Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But God has a plan for us, and individually has a plan for you. He has a plan for you, and it's a good plan. We know the Scripture over there. We quote it all the time from Jeremiah. God says, I know the plans I have for you. But, you know, sometimes we forget the context. 
You know, when God spoke that through the prophet to Israel, they were in captivity. They were subjugated, serving a foreign potentate. And it may look like right now, because of your circumstances, that there's a foreign potentate trying to rule over your life. But God's saying to you, just like He said to them, it doesn't matter your circumstance. It doesn't matter what it looks like right now. He says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans for a future and a hope. Hallelujah. Amen. So I don't care what my circumstances say. I don't care what the potentate of this world tries to say. I'm in a different kingdom. I'm empowered by a different spirit. God has a plan for me. And I shall live and not die. And so shall you. We will fulfill and run our race. Amen. He's got a plan. And he's working the plan. He's working all things together for our good. It's what he just said here, isn't he? The Holy Spirit is hyper, super interceding for us. God is working. So listen. But he said, because of this, we're convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together for good. For we are his lovers. Boy, I like that. Who has been called to fulfill his design purpose. His plan for us. Listen, God cannot fail. God will not fail. His mercies are from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. We're talking about empower to reveal the kingdom. So we find our purpose just like Jesus did. The Spirit of God is upon us for a reason, for a purpose, to reveal Jesus, to fulfill God's plan and purpose for us as a body, but also as an individual. God has a plan for you. And the greatest, greatest good you can ever do in this world will be to live out that plan and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Also, he said he's empowered us for a demonstration. Look in 1 Corinthians 2.4. This is something I pray about all the time for us, Passion Church. You know, I believe with all my heart, not that we know everything. Boy, I don't. I tell you, what I don't know would fill volumes. But what we do know, we have a message, and I believe the message that we do have is a God message. I believe it's a Bible message. I believe it's a, it's a right message. It's not the whole message. We don't know it all. Paul said he didn't know it all, and he wrote most of it. But we have a message, and our message is Christ. And our message is what he has done through his death, his burial, his resurrection, by the giving of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit who we are, sons and daughters of the Most High God, in Christ Jesus. We are the redeemed of the Lord. We're overcomers. We're the righteousness of God in Christ. We're new creations in Christ Jesus. That's our message, and that message is right. But I want something to go with that message. Paul said here in 1 Corinthians 2, 4, and this is what I'm praying about. He says, my message, my preaching, thank God we have that. But he said, we're not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Passion Church, that's what I desire for us. 
a demonstration as well as a message in good preaching. I love good teaching, obviously. I love good preaching. I do. But I want to tell you, I want a demonstration. I want a demonstration backing up the message. That's what Paul said here. And that's the reason, one of the reasons the empowerment of the Holy Spirit has come. I want a demonstration. I want to see people saved. I want to see people healed. I want to see people set free. I want to see people baptized in the mighty Holy Ghost. I want to see the gifts of the Holy Ghost flowing when we come together. He said, so why? That your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Listen, our, our, our faith not only rests on the message, of course it does, but he said it rests on God's power. God's power. Listen, it's God's power that raised Christ from the dead. And Paul said, if, if Christ wasn't raised from the dead, all of our preaching and teachings in vain, no matter how pretty it is, no how, how much elocution you have. Well, I tell you, if it come, comes to preaching, I love to listen to T.D. Jakes. Can that man preach? Oh, my gosh. Oh, he can preach. But you know what? It's the demonstration of power. That's what I want. That's what I desire. That's what I want to see here at Passion Church. That's my prayer. Pray it, pray it with me. Pray it with me. He said he's empowered us for a demonstration of kingdom power and authority. I'm going to tell you, when I say get, I want the devil to got. That's not good English, but you know what I mean. I want him to be gone. Amen. When we say devil, is your time's up, time's up. When we say be healed in the name of Jesus, I mean we want to see healing come in the name of Jesus. When we say be free in the name of Jesus, that's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit I'm talking about. That's why Jesus had a fame. He had a, he had a message. He had a purpose. He had a plan. He had a message, but he had a demonstration. I'm telling you, he had a demonstration. To heal the sick and to set the captive free. Let's turn over. We know this scripture so well. I hope we don't take it for granted. Mark 16. Empowered to reveal the kingdom. Verse 17, and these signs will accompany those who believe. I want to run in this kind of company. I want the company of signs and wonders to accompany me. How about you? Wherever I go, that's where I want, I want to have that kind of company. When we gather here together, I want this kind of company. I want the company of the Holy Ghost in demonstration. He said, these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. Drive them out, church. Don't beg him out. Don't plead him out. Don't pray him out. Drive him out. You know, uh, on one of our vehicles, our SUV, you know, and probably most of y'all, newer cars, you got this, you know, and somebody, you can even have an app on your phone. You know, you, you can crank your car remote. 
you know. If you get an app on your phone, you know, I can be up in New York and crack my phone at the airport in Atlanta. But you know it won't drive itself. Now, I know they're working on that, but that's still a work in progress. You know, it takes somebody to grab hold of the steering wheel to put that thing in gear and put the pedal to the metal and drive it. And he said, you're going to drive out demonic powers by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit's not going to do anything until you do something. You've got to grab hold of the steering wheel. And by faith, you say, this is it. Enough is enough. The devil ain't hanging around here no more. He ain't hanging around my body. He ain't hanging around my house. He ain't hanging around my children. He ain't hanging around no more. I'm driving you out in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost. Well, that's what he said, wasn't it? Drive him out. They will speak in new tongues. Paul said, he said, I thank God, he said, I speak in tongues more than you all. He must have, excuse me, he must have done some praying in tongues because he had to correct the Corinthian church. He said, you all speaking in tongues? He said, he said I'm, I'm glad you're doing it. He said, but do you know what you're doing? Because if you don't know what you're doing, it's just a clanging symbol. But the Bible says when we speak in other tongues, what do we do? We're speaking unto God. And he says we're speaking divine secrets. And he said, let he that prays that way pray that he may interpret. So, you know, the Holy Spirit will let you in on some of those divine secrets. You need some secrets? You need to know some things about your situation? He said, these signs will accompany them. Start praying out to the Father in other tongues. You say, well, I don't pray in other tongues. Well, you can. You don't have to, but you can. Why would you not want to? Who would not want to speak to the Father, divine secrets, and then have the Father, by the Holy Spirit, reveal some of those to you? Some of the hidden wisdom about your situation, about your family member that needs salvation, that needs healing. Man, I want all I can get from God. I'm not trying to see how little I can get by on. <laughs> I don't want to get, on, get by on, ration, on, you know, on daily rations, you know. So God, just fill my cup up to overflowing. It's what the psalmist said. Now, man, you know, you can have a sip if you want to, or you can have it overflowing. When it gets to overflowing, you're going to speak in other tongues. He said, they will take up serpents in their hands that means if you're accidentally you know get bit said it won't hurt you if they drink anything deadly poison it will not hurt them they will place their hands on sick people when you're empowered by the holy spirit how many of you believe you're empowered by the holy spirit then you ought to be laying your hands on sick people everywhere you say yeah but what about this what about well what who did he say lay hands on are they sick well they qualify I don't see anything else here saying, you know, if they're sick, but they're real strong believers in sick. Or if they're terrible sinners, don't, and they're sick, they don't. No, he just said if they're sick, didn't he? If you're empowered, you got hands, and they're sick. 
Get on with it. You say, but what if I lay hands on them and they don't get well? Well, you need to go back and pray some more. Because God said they would. Who's right? You or God? Covenant versus contradiction. Yeah, but I know somebody did that and they died. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to die not being in faith. I read over there in Hebrews 11, that great hall of fame of faith at the very end said, there were a whole lot of them that died in faith, and God still commended them. Let's make sure we get our perspective right here. He said, they'll lay hands on the sick, and they will get well. We're talking about empower to reveal the kingdom. So here's the thing, church. Let me ask you something. Have you been empowered by receiving the Holy Spirit? What did Jesus say over there? Let's read that classic scripture right there in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. This is in red, so Jesus said it. Jesus said it, that settles it. You know, now if you'll believe it, it'll settle it for you, but it's settled whether you believe it or not, because He said it, the Son of God said it. He said, but you will receive you will receive power. You will receive power when? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. If you've received the Holy Spirit coming on you, what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the infilling of the Holy Spirit or the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, he said, you will receive power. You will. You will. You will. You will. You will, not you might, not some people do. He said, you will. So here's the thing. If you've received the Holy Spirit, then you've received power too. You can't have one without the other. See, some people, what some people want, they want, the, they want the Holy Spirit but no tongues. You might as well say you want the Holy Spirit and no power. Come on. And you will be my witnesses. How are we in his witnesses? Revealing purpose, plan, and demonstration of the kingdom of God. Then secondly, if you have, then be bold to act. Knowing the greater ones in you. Be bold to act. I found this. The Holy Spirit doesn't move until you do. I know great... Apostle of Faith Smith Wigglesworth used to say this. He said, if, if the Spirit's not moving, he said, I move the Spirit. What was he saying? He wasn't trying to be, you know, presumptuous or anything. He's just saying, I'm going to act on my covenant rights. I'm going to believe what God's already said. Now, if God wants to do something special, hallelujah, I'm all in. How about you? He wants to do something sovereign, I'm all in. Do all you want to do, God. But I already know he said some things. He said, will happen you will receive power you will lay hands on the sick he said you can drive out devils i don't have to pray about that i don't have to rehash that all i got to do is act thank you and then lastly expect to see demonstrations of the spirit to confirm the gospel through your life 
expect it. Faith is expectation. Faith is expectation. Yeah, but I tried that and it didn't work. Well, that was your problem. You tried it. Next time, do it. Amen? Go jump in 20 feet of water and try to swim. No, you better get some, you better get some arms and legs moving. Because if you don't, you're going to sink. Amen? And it's the same thing with spiritual things. Faith is, you know, I'm going to get my faith, arms, and legs moving. God's already said this. I'm going to have an expectation. I lay hands on the sick. They're going to get well because God said they would. Because the power of the Holy Spirit is upon me for this reason. It's not on me just to make me feel good, just to make me have goose pimples. That's all good and fine, but that's not the reason. That's not the purpose. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because He's anointed me to what? To heal the sick, to set the captive free. So get on with it. Let's just get on with it. Amen? I mean, why not? We're going to get on with it. So I want to pray. Hallelujah. Now here's the thing. Let me go over here. I want to read a scripture real quick, and then we're going to pray. If you've never received the, 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 the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then you know what? You can. Now, only if you want to. I found this out. God never will force himself on anybody. He just doesn't do it. Amen? Jesus said this. He said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find, knocking the door will be open. Everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds and the one who knocks the door will be open. Which of your son, if he asks for bread, will he give him a stone? He says, or if he asks you for a fish, will you give him a snake? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven good gifts, good, give good gifts to them? One, one place he says, give the Holy Spirit to them that ask. So how do I get the Holy Spirit? First, you've got a desire. Do you, are you hungry? You satisfied? Well, I think I got all the God I want, Brother Norris. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't want something spooky happening to me. I don't. I don't want. So, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't want anything my mind can't explain happening. Bless your heart. I mean, how many of you understand how all this thing works? Well, what are you doing using it? That's spooky. It's spooky. I can, I, can, I, can, I can go in here and see what's going on in my house right now. That's spooky. Used to, only a seer could do that. You see what I'm saying? We, we get all... Man, I want, if God's got it, I want it. Amen. But see, here's the thing you got to be thirsty. You got to be hungry. Because Jesus said, if you're thirsty, He said, you'll be satisfied. If you're hungry, you'll be filled. So, you know, when we get ready to pray here, if you're not thirsty, you know, this prayer will be like, 
Uh, I got things to do. I wish you'd hurry up. He said, so we're going to pray. And if you're hungry and thirsty, all you got to do is say, Father, I'm asking you for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that I shouldn't really go anywhere or do anything. That's what he told his apostles. He said, until you're empowered, you're just somewhere going to get in the way. He said that, didn't he? He said, he said, he said stay here in Jerusalem until you're empowered. He said, don't go anywhere until you're empowered. Don't try anything until you're empowered. We saw what happened to the seven sons of Sceva when they tried to do it without any power. Sure wasn't a pretty picture, was it? So we go, I'm going to pray. Will you bow your heads just for a moment? And you know, if you have received this empowerment, you can drink some more. The Bible says over there in Acts chapter 4, it said, after they'd been filled in Acts chapter 2, it said they were all filled with the Holy Spirit again, spoke the Word of God with boldness. God shook the house. Tell you what, we'll, we'll tamp it down when God shakes the house. How about that? I'll tamp it down. When God shakes the place here, when we feel the place shake, I'll say, okay, maybe we, we're good for the moment. So I want to pray. So just bow your head right now. Now, as I'm praying here, I want you to just simply, out of a sincere heart, if this is your desire, say, Father, I want to receive this empowerment of the Holy Spirit that Pastor Norris has been talking about, that Jesus talked about, the empowerment to fulfill your purpose, your plan, and the demonstration of the risen Christ. Now, Father, as I pray right now, I pray for anyone in this room that might desire this gift of the Holy Spirit coming upon them to empower them for your plan and purpose and demonstration. And right now, Father, as they open their heart to you, I thank you for the empowerment for the power of the Holy Spirit to come and rest upon them. And Father, not only them, but all of us who are thirsty and hungry for more of you. God, I desire to see a demonstration in our lives here, individually and corporately at Passion Church, a demonstration of your power that Jesus is the Christ of God raised from the dead with all power and authority seated at the right hand of the Father and that we are your children called, anointed by you for such a time as this, O oh God. Thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you, Lord. For the mighty gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the mighty power of the Spirit. Signs and wonders and demonstrations. Healing the sick and driving out demons. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For the time has come, says the Spirit of God, when 
No longer will we be able to get by by the ingenuity and the strength of the flesh. For these are the last days in which you are living. And you will need my power as never before. For the forces of darkness have unleashed all of theirs. But know this, my people, that my power is greater. My power is superior. And my power will put you over at all times. But you must desire it. You must hunger and thirst for it. You must keep on keeping filled with the Spirit of the living God. For I desire to reveal myself in mighty power and demonstration to you, Passion Church. Not just some far off mission field, but right here in Montgomery, Alabama, in Passion Church, in your life. For it is the last days. A mighty work must be done, and it must be done quickly. It must be done supernaturally. It must be done by the power of my Spirit. So rise up. Rise up, Passion Church. Rise up in the power of the Holy Ghost. Rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up. Oh, it is the age of the church. It is the age of my power. It is the age of my son. He shall be glorified as never before. Rise up, Passion Church. Stir up yourselves. Rise up. Shakana Mandala Bakata. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to read a scripture to you, God. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.